bless you this morning. Welcome to the service. It's nice to be joined by the rest of the congregation this morning. We've had a wonderful time. But I want to sing together, Once My Heart and Soul Were Fettered. We can do it in the same key, key of F, if we could, please. But the great emancipator set me free to what? Oh, my. So we're going to do that this morning? Amen. Let's not wait till the last song. Let's just go ahead and enjoy ourselves in the presence of the Lord this morning. Let's sing it together now. Oh, and once my heart and soul were fettered by the binding chains of sin, oh, but, but the great emancipator, he set me free, worship. Stay. 
battle rages and threatens all you know. But even if you're pushed beyond where you feel you can stand, just remember you can put your faith in God's unfailing hand. For you may bend, but you won't break. Against this bride will ever stand a chance. Now you don't have to listen when that voice says you're not free. For God's ordained that you and I should walk in liberty. Oh, sing it out now. For freedom's been proclaimed to all the captive and the bound. personal now sing I may bend but I won't break I may bend but I won't break and I may stumble oh and even feel I've lost my way oh but I won't fall hallelujah for God's word remains I won't be bound sing it out my broken chains, I can't be bound, I can't be bound. My broken, we're going to sing that again, I may bend, but I won't break. No, I may bend, but I won't break. I may stumble, oh, and even feel I've lost my way. I can't be bad. 
Hallelujah. Are you free this morning? Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We've been liberated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe we could just sing worship the Lord together. God will not reject your prayer. Oh, God will not reject your prayer. For praying makes you stronger. I have never seen the righteous
Just ask our brother Murphy to open the service for us in a word of prayer and ask a blessing over the offering. We did have a note come in from Sister Lori Snow just asking we would please remember our brother Ryan in prayer. He's in the hospital with an infection somewhere in his, uh, in his, they think maybe his intestines. They've ruled out several things but can't determine what it is. And he's in a great deal of pain and just asking that God would give him a full healing, deliver him from it. We know there's many needs in the body. Amen. But in this atmosphere, you know, all things are possible. Brother Murphy, would you please come? Let's bow our head. Our precious Lord Jesus, how our hearts are filled with the worship, filled with the reverence, Lord. What do you have done the great works that amongst our young people? Lord, we saw the gentle hand of God dealing with the different situation. Lord, we saw the tender hand of Jehovah that guided each person, Lord. Lord, we also witness the great battlefield that our warrior, Lord, our captain, our Lord Jesus, has broken in every fetter, to break in every chain, Lord. The devil's influences have been broken, Lord. Lord, we can witness, Lord, you're the mighty Jehovah, that on the battlefield that it captured all our hearts and it set the captive free, Lord, to set the Lord, to liberate the, that one was a bruise, because, Lord, you have anointed your servant to preach the gospel that give us the freedom, Lord. And to the letter of the blinded eye, the spiritual eyes the blinded, that it can be opened. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the worship, Lord. Lord, our heart is just yearning and longing for you once more, Lord, to come down to fellowship with your children and to speak to our heart. Lord, we know there's many needs that are among the people. But Lord, we want to worship you even before you say anything or you meet our need. Because we know when your word was spoke, Lord, that you will meet every need. Every need that can be met in the presence of God. Lord, in this atmosphere that you created, you want us to come over here to have a conference with you. Lord, you call the young people that are coming to this mountain, Lord, so that you can talk to them so that you can deal with them, so that you can speak love to them. Lord, we can see that the day that the scripture is fulfilled. We know you have done the things that, that no man can do, Lord, that the parents cannot do, Lord, that our own self cannot do, but Lord, only yourself, when you're coming down, Lord, you meet it at every need. We thank you, Lord. And we remember the brother Ryan, that he uh, has this sickness, Lord, may this atmosphere that we have experienced here, may the presence of a God, Lord, just travel over through the continent and go to the place that He is at. Lord, and may it fill the same presence that we felt over here in the last few days. Lord, I just pray that you heal him, Lord, restore his health, Lord, so that he hasn't to be suffered. Lord, as we have said, Lord, you have paid a price so that we don't have to suffer. You have paid a price so that he doesn't have to go through the pain. Lord, you have paid a price that he cannot pay. So, Lord, let a hell that it be his portion. Let a God that it restore it everything and restore and his body as well. We give you all the thanks and glory, Lord. Lord, as we coming to this part of the service, Lord, as a the brothers and the sisters, the Lord, that they give it up, that offering, and to you, to that's a part of our worship. Lord, I pray that you multiply, and that it made it be the use for the ordained the purpose on the, all the loving, love offering, Lord. It's just a little portion that we have, our love in our heart to you. 
how you have loved us, Lord. Lord, my heart just cannot contend to witness the love of God. Just in the last few days, Lord, you ever show yourself in such a mighty way. We want to give you all the thanks and glory. Ask you to use your servant, Brother Andrew, as he giving himself to you to serve him and minister the word. Lord, we just cried unto you once more, Lord. Once more, once again, Lord, to speak to our heart. Lord, to deal with the situation. Lord, only you know that every need. You know every part of our life. And your word is still the two-edged sword. Can discern the hearts and the intents. Lord, we thank you. And we give it all our being to you. And I ask you, Lord, we're ready to hear your word. We're ready for you to come. And to fellowship with us. To talk to us, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. have your seats as we take up the morning offering. Maybe we could just sing together Psalm 34, Magnify the Lord, as we take up the offering. Once again, we'd just like to greet you all. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus, it's nice to have each of you here with us to lend your lick of fire. And we're going to have a wonderful service this morning. I'm expecting it. I hope you're expecting it. We're not just wrapping up camp. We're here for another opportunity to hear from God. Amen. We've just had a really really special time these last couple days. We're so grateful for the opportunity to be here again. Amen. But let's just sing this together. I sought the Lord and He answered me. Just that simple line. Amen. Should give so much faith to each one of us as we sing it together. I sought the Lord oh, and He answered me and delivered me
again. It's your goodness, Lord. said last night he said if it's if it's just emotion well that'll fade off but if it's revelation it'll keep moving you on into the things of the Lord into the presence precious presence of our Lord Jesus is brother Paul neighbor here this morning brother Paul here did he make it Ruth, do you know? No? Okay. How many of you remember last Sunday? And we mentioned Brother Paul and 100,000 texts that I got. No, I'm exaggerating. It's so wonderful to keep you posted. And how is cancer treatment was going on? And the pain and the suffering. But he was persevering. I kept saying to Brother Paul, a little text here and there, keep pressing the battle. Don't give up. That devil's a liar. And they were going to give his last test. We mentioned it on Sunday. We're going to go for his last test. And we just said to, it's going to be a, a great report. You're going to be free. I got an email while we were at camp. Said, Brother Tom, he said, I got my report. I'm cancer free. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise our God. He's a miracle working God. His wonders to perform. 
So I want you young people to know it's, it's not just coming to camp and it's not, to, you know, moving in, in the power of it. It's believing the promises of it and watching God confirm his word with signs following. I just want to give him praise this morning. Give him all the glory because it isn't man that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit doing it. Praise our God, Brother Paul. We rejoice with you this morning. And may you hear our heartbeat for the glory of God to you this morning, you and Sister Heidi. You've been, you've been real warriors through this great fight. And we can say God won. God won. He's the conqueror. He's the mighty God. And that's why I take offense when I see the devil trying to come at you young people. I, I, I'm not just a, I, we've been doing, I, I just wrote it down here, done 39 summer camps. We've done 15 winter camps, and altogether we've had 54 camps, Michael. Joel was a baby crawling in a camper for our first time here. We haven't missed a camp except one winter camp. Murphy and I were in China. I live for these times. Last night, when God moves, lives are changed. And it means everything to me. I hate formalism, and I, I, I hate it when it tries to creep into a church. I like the freedom of the Holy Spirit where people can worship God and lift up their hearts and say, Lord, you're a living God. And I want you more in my life than you've ever been. I've never loved or liked to play church. I am the church. We are the church of the living God. And the Lord has blessed us to have ministry down through the years that have encouraged our young people. Your, most of your counselors have grown up in the church. They were young people as you are, and there's, they're still here. And as Brother Ron Spencer says, and I don't mind saying it, boo, devil, you can't have our children. And so I'm so thankful God has brought Brother Andrew Glover into our lives. This is his third winter camp with us. And I told him last night, I said, I preach. I think I preach a little hard sometimes. I think I preach with, you know. And I didn't even preach last night. And I went to my cabin and I had to change because I'm soaking wet. Because of pulling on the word and praying with the young people. I said, and I didn't even preach. But Brother Andrew was exhausted. Paul says, I'll be, I, I've been spent and will be spent for the gospel. And when I see young men like that, that preach the word and have a grasp of the word and the quality of the word, it will be the word that delivers you. It will be the word himself. And I am so thankful that God still has a crop rising up. And you're a part of that crop. And we're going to stand with Brother Andrew Glover this morning. He's poured out his heart. He's poured out his life. We thank God that he did accept our invitation, left his wife and baby at home to be with us. That always humbles me. 
It always does. Because I know what that's like. So, Brother Andrew, we love you as an assembly. We open our hearts to you this morning. You can preach whatever God put on your heart to preach. And we have all day. The meal is being prepared for us. And I'm sure at, at the kitchen as they're listening, they'll say, Brother Tom, don't let him preach over three hours. I know you won't. But young people, have you enjoyed Brother Andrew Glover? Amen. Well, I, I've enjoyed him as a, as a friend, but I've enjoyed the God in him most of all. And God bless you, Brother Andrew. Let's stand to our feet as we invite our precious brother Andrew Glover to come and minister to us. He said it. I believe it. It's been one of my songs over the last few months. If God said it, I believe it. And I trust that you can come to that place in your own lives to say, He said it, and I'll believe it. Help me out, Brother Ryan. Or Brother Ben, somebody. Say this mountain. They say these Him. The immovable. He needs 
something more. said in his word he could do amen there's nothing can defeat God amen in his purpose amen he's God this morning and you know I'm thinking about this morning uh, singing that song about that table the prophet of God said they had lifted it up off the ground and said it was dancing through the air and said they went in there and tried to bring it down in the name of the holy church he said it just danced around he said they tried to bring it down in the name of the Pope and all kinds of names even tried titles and he said it stayed right there he said, but when, they, when he said, I spoke in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he said it hit the ground so fast it broke all the legs off of it. And, you know, I believe this, this weekend we've seen demons that have been, have been preeminent in lives that said, I'll never leave, I'll never be broken, amen. But the name of Jesus interpreted over your life by this message, amen, has destroyed that enemy, and he's, he's fallen this morning. Amen. You believe that today, amen. We, we thank the Lord for his for his supernatural power, amen. It's by his power, amen, that we rise this morning. We say God bless you all. My, it's sure good to see everyone here this morning in the house of the Lord and want to take this opportunity, the final service this weekend, to greet you in the name of the Lord. Brother Tom, we sure love you and appreciate you, your friendship, and amen, the opportunity to come and to be here with the assembly once again. And uh, Brother Michael, your vision, the ministry here, amen. We say God bless you all this morning, brothers. and. Amen. It is a real honor, amen, to to be a part of these meetings and to be here. And amen, I, I want to say uh, we sure have appreciated having Brother Thomas Cross with us from North Carolina. Amen. Attending there, Brother Josh Bennett's assembly, amen, there in North Carolina. And we sure appreciate him for coming. And amen, just a wonderful young man that loves this message and sold out to it. And so we appreciate him for being here. And amen, I also want to greet you on behalf of our church, our pastor, Brother Sean Martin, the saints there send their greetings and love this morning. 
Amen. And I believe that we have seen uh, some wonderful, wonderful things done here this weekend. Amen. And we have to say it's all because of the message of the hour. Amen. And if it wasn't for the message, where would we be this morning? And amen. We also want to say God bless you to Brother and Sister Biscal this morning, the church. Amen there. And we just ask the Lord to just come by this way in a special way this morning. Maybe we just bow our hearts together for a word of prayer. Let's just invite him to come now and speak to us once again. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered here this morning on this Resurrection Sunday, Father, we've gathered here under great anticipation of your presence, Lord. Father, as the songs of Zion have been sung, Lord, as the atmosphere, Lord, has been created that would be conducive, Father, for you to manifest your will, Father. Among your children here, Lord, we've not gathered to be seen or to be heard. Father, we've come here this morning to lift up the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, every tongue would have to confess. Lord, I pray this morning as we open your word, Lord, as your prophet said, anyone with physical strength, oh God, they can turn the pages of this book, but it takes you to come and you to open the word to our hearts. And Lord, that's what we're needing this morning. Your prophet said is a revival, Lord, of the opening of this word to come alive in the hearts of your children, Lord. Not an intellectual revival, not a, not a revival of just emotion or feelings, oh God. But, Lord, a revival of the revealed presence of God in the age we're living in. And, Lord, we're inviting you now. May you come once more this morning. Father, I pray for those that are unable to be here. Maybe some on their way, stuck in traffic or wherever they may be. I pray, God, you would be with them, Father. Lord, I pray that as your word goes forth, may it minister, Lord, to the needs of your children. Father, I pray this morning for our brother and sister Biscal there. Father, I pray you would touch their bodies, oh God. May you continue to use them, Lord. May you give them strength, oh God, for Lord, they've given their lives to the cause of Christ. Now, Father, I pray a special blessing upon this assembly, upon our brother Tom, upon his ministry, upon his family, oh God, upon every minister in the church, Lord. I'm asking you this morning, may you open the windows of heaven, oh God, and may you pour it out upon Cloverdale Bible, oh Lord, as they have endeavored to lift up this message. Now, Father, may you continue to bless them, oh God. Bless this young people, Father. Lord, may you continue to reveal yourself, oh God. May it not just be a camp experience, Lord, but may it be a, a Emmaus Road walk that when they would leave this camp and they would go back to their homes and go back to their schools, back to their jobs, oh Father, Lord, that they could begin to walk with you in a new way that you and then would be in a communion, oh God, a fellowship, Lord. Now, Father, we ask these things in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. We love you this morning, Lord, with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all the believers says, Amen. And amen. God bless you this morning. If you have your Bibles, we'll invite you in the scripture. We want to go to the book of John, the book of John, the 16th chapter. And then we're going to turn to the book of Revelation, the third chapter. Amen. The book of John, the 16th chapter. In the 33rd verse um, here in John 16, Jesus here speaking, he said, These things have I spoken unto you. That in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Now that's not a possibility. That is what the Lord said you would have in the world. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. For I 
have overcome the world. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I, who is that I? It's Christ. I have overcome the world. Now, in the beginning of that scripture, he speaks to us and says that if you are in me, ye might have peace. If you're in the world, you'll have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. Now, in the book of Revelation, the third chapter, we know this morning, amen, by Revelation, amen, that we are in the third chapter of Revelation as far as the Gentile ages, amen. We know that we're living in the Laodicean age, but the beautiful thing about it is we are not of this age. We are in it, but we are not of it. We have been called into a bride age. Amen. In Revelation chapter 3 and verse 21, Jesus here speaking again, he says, Now to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear. Brother Bram said, that's the individual, not the whole group. It's the individual, it's that bride coming out, you see, the church. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. We ask the Lord this morning to add the blessing to the reading of his word. As you can have your seats here this morning. Amen. I want you, by the help of the Lord, to take here for just a few moments, if I could, and to speak to you this morning. I want to talk to you about this thought, the elected overcomers of this age. Amen. The elected overcomers of this age. I'm drawing my thought from a sermon, 1956. Brother Bram preaches faith, Prince Alberta. He says, and here I am standing here just yielding myself and the Holy Spirit's are moving. And this is what you call heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But you remember that Satan's always a skeptic at the sons of God. You know, he always does that. He says, someone with a skeptic idea, he said, now when they do that, he's just trying to interfere. He said, but Christians always overcome. Amen. I'll say this, the devil is a skeptic of the sons of God. And whenever he becomes a skeptic of the sons of God, he's only doing that for a purpose, is he's trying to interfere with what God is doing in those sons. Amen. But Christians always overcome. Come. Now, amen, I'll say that the Bible and Christ has spoke of an elected people, amen, for the last day. How many can agree, amen, that we are living in the last day? We are in the final age. We are in the final season. We're in the, amen, we're in the end time. We are in the time, amen, of the fullness of all things. Now, the man preaches a message and he calls it, how can I overcome? And he said, now we see these hours that we're in, this stage, and we see what it is, amen, that the Holy Ghost is rebuking the age that put him out. Amen. But in all that did you notice to him that overcometh. To him that overcometh. Brother Bram said, now watch, even in that worldly, wicked church age, amen, him that overcometh. He said, now we find here that God has always had overcomers. Amen. We find that God has always had overcomers in every age. There's always, every time, every age that there's been on the earth, God has always had somebody, amen, that he could put his hand on as a witness in the earth. He's never been without 
without a witness, though sometimes just one, amen, but somebody overcome like the saints of old. Amen, another place he said, I pray, Father, that you'll let every one of us, amen, be overcomers tonight. Amen, overcomers of unbelief and overcomers of anything within ourselves that we might overcome ourselves, amen, that Christ might live in us. In other words, in the world you're going to have tribulation, amen, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world, amen, and I am now in you and you are in me, amen, so it's not you overcoming the world, amen, but it's he that is in you overcoming the world that you shall have tribulation in. Now you all know that Joshua, as we spoke of last night, amen, he was a type of the end time leader, right? But the prophet of God said there was a Caleb that followed the Joshua, amen, that stilled the people, and here's what he said, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses, and he said, let us go up at once and possess it, amen, for we might be able to overcome it. There's a possibility we could possess it. That's not what my Bible says. My Bible says we are well able to overcome it, and that word overcome means to prevail. It means to overcome. It means to endure. It means to have power. It means to be able to gain or accomplish, to be able to endure, to be able to reach, to prevail over or against, to overcome, to be a victor. It is to have ability or to have strength. Amen. So here Caleb is saying, amen, we are well able to overcome. Now I want you to watch how Caleb was overcoming. Amen. Caleb did not start overcoming the day he went to the mountain. Amen. He did not start overcoming the day he realized, amen, that this is the hour to possess the mountain. Amen. But ever since Caleb received the promise from Moses that you're going to receive this mountain, amen, every day that he endured and believed God was able, amen, to give him the promise he was overcoming. Listen, friends, amen, there's going to be days that you're going to take giant leaps. And there's going to be days that you're going to, that you're barely going to make a step. Amen. But don't you ever let the devil convince you, amen, that you're not overcoming. Amen. For 25 years, amen, Abraham overcome, amen, because he endured as seeing him who was able to give him the promise. I believe it. I believe, young people, amen, that you're not getting weaker, you're getting stronger. I believe that the promises of God, amen, are not making you defeated, they're making you overcomers. That's why I love the book of John, the second chapter, amen, the 13th verse, 1 John. He said, I write unto you, fathers, amen, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. And I write unto you, young men, amen, because ye might overcome the wicked one. Because there's a possibility that you might feel good enough someday and overcome the wicked one. No, my Bible said that ye have overcome the wicked one. Amen. Where else did we hear that word have? We heard it in John 16, amen, that I have overcome the world. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, amen, because ye are strong. My, ye are strong. Amen. And the wick and the and the word of God abideth in you. Amen. And ye have overcome the wicked one. Amen. We have just identified. Amen. The source of strength in this generation. Amen. Is the word of God. I love that word strong. It is of one who has strength of the soul. Amen. To sustain the attacks of Satan. Amen. If you think the devil has attacked you now, Amen. You just wait till you leave these meetings. 
meetings. You just wait till you get back home. Amen. But if you just got a feeling, he's going to overcome you. If you just got a sensation, he's going to overcome you. Amen. But if the word of God, amen, abideth in your heart, you shall be strong in the soul to overcome the attacks of the devil. Then John writes, whatsoever is born of God, amen, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now I want you to look at this word world. It is the cosmos. Amen. It is the whole mass of men. Amen. Alienated from God. Amen. And therefore hostile to the cause of Christ. Amen. The whole circle of earthly goods, endowments, riches, advantages, pleasures, which although hollow and frail, amen, and fleeting, they stir desire. Now watch this. And seduce from God. Amen. Our obstacles to the cause of Christ. Amen. So all the advancements and all the advantages and all the all the devices. Is it okay to preach this morning? Amen. All the devices, amen, of Satan, amen, are only things to cause you, amen, to be lured away from God, amen, and to become susceptible to his attacks. Amen. But I love what he said. Who is he that overcometh the world? Amen. But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, Brother Bram said faith is a conqueror, right? He said faith is an overcomer. It isn't just a peacemaker. It overcomes. See, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. What does it do? What is faith? What is the conqueror? Conquer and victory is the same. Amen. Now, can I, can I give you a prophetic definition? Amen. To conquer, it means to beat down, to override, to handcuff, and to throw into prison. Amen. To conquer something means you're going to beat it down, you're going to override it, you're going to handcuff it, and you're going to throw it into prison. It means that the sin that once ruled you, amen, you now rule it. It means you have overcome it. Amen. You have whipped it. Amen. You are greater than it is. Well, let me say this. I announce to you, church of the living God, amen, that whatever devil you come in here battling, amen, let me sound the trumpet to you this morning. Amen. You are greater than that devil. You are stronger than that devil. You are more mightier than that devil. And it's not because of your flesh. It's not because of your family lineage. It's because from the beginning, the word of God was deposited into your soul, amen, as a representation of the strength of God returning in the age when the Antichrist would be revealed. But listen, that devil's not going to get a ride without a fight. There's a young people on the face of the earth this morning, and they know their God, and they shall be strong, and they shall do great exploits. Amen. I don't believe we're going to leave Laodicea defeated. I don't believe we're going to leave Laodicea overcome. I believe that the word of God is abiding in the soul of the believer and he is overcome and because he is overcome we shall overcome and no devil amen no spirit amen no no evil one amen is going to conquer this bride now when you start talking about overcoming amen people start worrying what are we to overcome Right now, you're saying, what am I to overcome? Amen. But let me say what a prophet said. He said, that's not the actual fault of the verse. It's not so much what we are to overcome. Amen. But how we are to overcome. Now, let me say this. If you figure out how to overcome, it does not matter what you have to overcome. If you figure out how to overcome, then it doesn't matter what it is. You have been equipped to overcome it. 
by the revelation of how to do it. In other words, y'all forgive me, I'm just a country boy. Amen. And down the, down the south, they say things like, well, amen, if you give a man a fish, amen, unless you take him to sea lovers where it's all you can eat, you know. Amen. If you give a man a fish, amen, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life. So in other words, we're not gathering here this weekend, amen, just, just telling you and giving you things, amen, to excite you for a few moments, amen, because we know that there's, a, there's an age out there. Amen. There's a devil out there. Amen. But if we can get you to see, amen, that the word of God, amen, is the sword of God and it will defeat the devil anywhere, anytime, any place. Amen. Then you just won't get a victory at Mount Baker. You'll get a victory in your bedroom. You just won't get a victory at Mount Baker. You'll get a victory in the university. You'll get a victory on your school. You'll get a victory in your job. Listen, if you ever learn how to overcome, it doesn't matter what you got to overcome you will be well equipped amen by the word of God to overcome the enemy of God amen now you know the prophet of God preaches how can I overcome and he's answering the question amen not what can I overcome but how can I overcome he said now we should never amen let the spirit of revival die how many agrees we've got to keep in revival constantly every day revived he said never let the revival die within us And he gives us a definition of what overcome means. Amen. Overcome means to keep life in you. Now, when you read Revelation 3, you are not just reading about, amen, a messenger coming. Amen. Or a condition of a church age. Amen. But you begin to read about the overcomer. Amen. And the throne. Brother Abraham said, did you notice the arrangements of that seat? Set with me in my throne, not on my throne. In my throne, that's his domain. He said, and now as Christ is the ruler, he's the throne ruler at this time of the complete domain of God. So will the church be with him, amen, the bride be with him in his throne in the entire domain. See, not on my throne, amen, but in my throne. Let's say that together, in my throne. He said, see, and the throne is a domain. He said, and a throne is a domain and a domain reaches as far as its boundaries does. Now can I say this? He said this this domain, amen, is reaching from eternity, amen, to eternity. Listen, as a believer we have a dominion and Paul says, amen, that sin shall not have dominion over us. Amen, for ye are not under the law, amen, but ye are under grace. Brother Brown picks this up in the church age book and says our dominion is the dominion over over sin and it is enforced through the power that is in the spirit of Christ that indwells us. Amen. Every kingdom on the earth is going to be torn down. Amen. But ours will remain. Now do you realize the scripture speaks of you? The Bible speaks of you. Amen. In the present as well as in the future. In Revelation 1.5 it says from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness. Amen. The first begotten of the dead. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, amen, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now watch what John says. And hath made us, amen, kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory, amen, and dominion forever and ever. Now when you all were getting ready for church this morning and you were brushing your teeth, hopefully, amen, and combing your hair, thankfully, amen, you were not looking in the mirror and saying, man, I'm brushing the teeth of a king. Man, I'm combing the hair of a priest, Amen. You know why you didn't say that? Amen. Because that's not how you think.
think of yourself. And the reason you don't think of yourself like that is because you're in the world and you have tribulations and you have pressures and you have situations. Amen. But thanks be to God who has sent a message. Amen. To release us from the thoughts. Amen. Of who we are according to the world we're living in and to introduce us to the thoughts of the mind of God from before the foundation. Listen, you're not just young people. You are kings and you are priests unto God. Now I might as well say it since I'm here. Amen. And you didn't make yourself that way. God did. The Bible said that he hath made us. And a prophet said that's one truth that we need to emphasize is he hath made us. He hath made us. Amen. He said, oh, now watch a prophet. We are going to be kings. Amen. Upon the earth with him when he sits on his throne. Amen. So what the devil says is, well, that's in the future. Brother Bram said, but now we are spiritual kings and we are reigning over a spiritual kingdom. In Romans 5, 17, Paul said, if by one man's offense... Amen. Death reigned by one. Much more they which receive abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Are y'all ready for this? Colossians 1.13. Who hath delivered us. Amen. From the power of darkness. And hath translated us to the kingdom. And that word kingdom is the reign of his dear son. Listen friends. Right now. Somebody. Amen. Somebody wake up somebody next to you. And say right now. Amen. Not tomorrow not next youth camp not next special convention amen but right now we reign with Christ right now we reign with Christ and we have dominion over sin over the world over the flesh and the devil what are we doing we are showing forth his praise and his glory amen showing forth himself for it is Christ in us who is willing and doing his good pleasure indeed even now we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus come on you got to get your head up amen you got to get your head above your problem you got to get your head above your situation and you got to realize you are an overcomer somewhere sometime the revelation has got to strike your soul amen I am an overcomer I am not a layout of sin I'm an overcomer I am not a sin man I'm an overcomer I am not just a church member I am an overcomer and if I'm an overcomer then there is a reward amen there is an inheritance to every overcomer listen I'm going to say this as plain as I know how this is the age of the overcomer Amen. This is the age. Amen. This is the age of the overcomer. Brother Bram said it very beautiful. He said, Canaan does not represent adoption, part one. He said, Canaan does not represent, amen, the age of the millennium. It only represents the age of the overcomer. See, it's the dispensation of overcoming because in Canaan they killed and they burned and they took cities. Amen. But there'll be no death in the millennium. Now, you all know there's a doctrine, amen, that broke out among the church. Amen. That all these things are coming to us in the millennium. And one thing they use is divine healing. But again, thank God for sending a prophet who corrected the error and said we won't need divine healing in the millennium. We need divine healing right now. Amen. In other words, we are, now come on, we are not waiting to get in the millennium to start fighting. 
We are not waiting to get in the millennium, amen, to draw our sword. But a prophet said, now is the time where we have to fight to win the battle and to overcome, amen, the things of the world. There will not be any fight there. The last prayer will be made. There will be no prayer meetings. There will be no more place for people to get saved. There will be no sickness to be healed. It will just be one great glorious thing. What could we as human beings this morning, what could we promise, what could we look at anything, amen, then there would be greater than looking, amen, to the promise of that time. Now here's a prophet, amen, announcing in the very first part of adoption, amen, that this is the age of the overcomer, amen, now is the time to fight. Can I tell you young people, amen, we are living in a special time and it is a time of adoption where the prophet of God would pick it up from Romans 8 and he would say as many as are led, amen, by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He said ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but ye have received the spirit of adoption, amen, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now I'm just going to preach here for a moment. He said I'm only saying this, amen, not to mix up doctrine but to straighten it out that we might get away from this fear and scare that you don't know who you are. You are not going to be, 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 but now you are the sons of God. Brother Curtis, we're not going to be the sons. We're not visiting sonship. Amen. Right here, right now, you are the sons of God. See, you always were the sons of God. Now, I might as well preach that devil out of here. Amen. You always were the sons of God. Let me go ahead and say this, church. There has got to come a time, amen, that you win the battle of am I a son or not. Now we might as well preach we're here. There's got to come a time that you whip that devil, you override that devil, you beat that devil down, you handcuff that devil, and you throw him in prison and say, I know I'm a son of the living God. I know I'm a child of God. I know my name is on the Lamb's book of life. I know my seed has come from God. Now you say, preacher, why are you saying that? Amen. Because you got bigger battles coming than just am I a son of God and my daughter of God. Come on, and you'll never win those battles until you win that battle. You'll never win the battles coming until you win the battle that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I am a son of God. How am I a son of God? By the seed of God. Come on, that's what the prophet said. He said, you're already his by predestination. The seed has come to life and the world cannot get in. Amen, you are Christ and his alone. You were already finished. The seed was there. The seed was already there. When was it put there? Before the foundation of the world. He has predestinated us unto eternal life. Come on, young people, somewhere, sometime, you got to whip that devil and say, regardless of how I feel, regardless of the way I think regardless of what somebody says I am a seed of God because God has sent a prophet under an adoption anointing into this generation to release me from the fear and scare that I don't know who I am I am a son of God well I might as well preach that now. on my good days I'm a son of God and on my bad days I'm a son of God when I'm on the mountain I'm a son of God and when I'm in the valley I'm a son of God when I am sick I'm a son of God when I am well, I'm a son of God. When I feel like shouting, I'm a son of God. When I don't feel like shouting, I am a son of God. 
I am a son of God when I got a feeling and I'm a son of God when I don't because I am not a son of God based on the emotions of the crowd I am a son of God based on the revelation of predestination that has corrected the error of the age we didn't become the sons we always were the sons well it's the truth anyhow Come on, can I say this to you? Can I give you a little secret? You like secrets? Amen. If you ever was a daughter of God, you always were. That settles it. Come on now. I know what they're saying, Brother Jerry. Amen. How can you say that? Because a prophet said it. And if a prophet said it, it's the truth. Remember, remember Friday night? It's the word of liberation. And when a prophet speaks, God makes what he says the truth. Now, I know what the devil tells you. The devil tells you because you had a bad day, you're not a son of God. He tells you because you made a mistake, you're not a child of God. Amen. But can I say something to you? As a child of God, we have come into Christ. What did he say? If ye are in me, amen, ye shall have peace. And what did Paul say? He said, ye are in Christ, and there is therefore now no condemnation. Can we settle this? We are in him. Is that okay? We are in him. Now, can I say this? A Christian, they can go up and they can go down. They can go up on the mountain. They can go in the valley. But a Christian does not go in and out. A Christian don't go in and out. A Christian can go up and down, but they cannot go in and out. When a man comes into Christ, it is a seal until the day of his redemption. Listen, I'm not talking to a bunch of young people that comes in in the winter and goes out in the spring and comes back in in the summer. I'm talking to the seed of God who has been sealed by the Lamb of God's blood. Listen, and the devil couldn't get to you if he had to. You have been sealed until the day of your redemption. Come on bride pick up the sword get on the horse and ride that devil down you are the sons of God by the seed of God and ye shall overcome by the manifested revelation of God in the age you're living in hallelujah you don't come in and out you might go up and down but you don't go in and out Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I feel, I feel like praising him. Amen. I may be down, but I'm still in. I may be discouraged, but I'm still in. I may be broke, but I'm still in. I may be criticized, but I'm still in. Because a man didn't put me in, and a man can't take me out. A church didn't put me in, and a church can't take me out. I was put in. I was put in by the seat of God. And no devil can change it. Now, I love it because, amen, that seed is not in the head, it's in the heart. So what that tells me is this adoption is not intellectual, it's supernatural. It's not dealing with your head, it's dealing with your heart. Brother Bram said it very beautiful, one of my favorite quotes. He said, today we are God's spiritual church with a spiritual law that is written on the tables of our hearts. Are you ready for this? Brother Gabby says, and we are led in a spiritual form. We are the spiritual church with a spiritual law that has been written on the tables of our heart, and we are led in a spiritual form. Amen. Can I get that picture of the pillar of fire again? Y'all forgive me. I love this picture. 
and then I love to use it. I love to post it. I love to preach about it. I love to hand it out because my identification is in there. Now look at that picture. Amen. There's only one man in that picture. Come on now. There's only one man in that picture and there's only one God. There's one God and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's one man and that's William Marion Branham who was identified as the seventh angel. Come on, as the voice of authority on the word of God in the age we're living in. Now I've got a lot of good preacher friends and I love every one of them. Amen. But listen, they're not in that picture. So the way they teach something, I'm not obligated to follow it because of the way they teach it. I'm under obligation to follow one who the pillar of fire had his picture made with. Listen, my brother, (laughs) come on, we might as well preach. Amen. Our brother Tim is not in that picture. Our brother Wayne is not in that picture. Brother Tom is not in that picture. Wendell Martin is not in that picture. Josh Bennett's not in that picture. Listen, Andrew Glover's not in that picture. Ron Spencer's not in that picture. But there is one that's in that picture. And his name is William Branham and what he said is the final authority on the word of God if you want to come to victory say what he said if you want to bring the church out of the confusion of spiritual amnesia just get back to saying what the voice of authority has already said and I'll tell you what he said you never was saved on any certain certain day you always were saved I'll tell you what he said he said if you ever was a seed you always had a seed I'll tell you what he said you didn't make yourself a Christian God made you a Christian I'll tell you what he said he said when there is no more devil and there is no more sin I will still be because I am as eternal as God is hallelujah hallelujah I feel like dancing on that one brother I'm as eternal as God is because a prophet said it now he said we would be led Brother Tim, in a spiritual form. Now, whether you believe it or not, that pillar of fire is the leadership. Leadership 65, the leadership of God is follow the vindicated word of the hour by the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to say something what a prophet said, if that's okay. How many, how many pillar of fire followers have I got? Well, the rest of y'all. How many pillar of fire followers have I got? You're not ashamed of it? You're not embarrassed of it. You think it ought to be in a church? You think it ought to be in a foyer? You think it ought to be in your home? Well, we might as well preach we're here. Come on now, I know what happens. Amen. It's getting, men get a little more opinionated of themselves and the word gives them. And they get up and make statements like, well, a pillar of fire don't belong in a church. Amen. Well, pray tell. Oh, God. I'm going to get in trouble. Well, well, pray tell me if it don't belong in a church, then where does it belong? Come on, if we can't put it in our church, well, we might as well preach. Amen, because if you ain't got strength to put it in the church, I know you ain't got strength to hang it in your home. But you know what I think we ought to do? I think we ought to tear down every voice that has raised itself above the headship of the spiritual leadership and just get back to following the pillar of fire. I'm going to tell you why we follow the pillar of fire. Because there's a blessing in following. And you know what Brother Bram said? He said, people who follow the pillar of fire, they will certainly have a rough time. 
in the world ye will have tribulation. Amen. But in me ye shall overcome. Amen. In the, if they follow the pillar of fire, they will have a rough time. He may raise hand and say, since I started following the pillar of fire, I've had a rough time. Amen. I see some of you elders back there raising your hand. Amen. You've had a rough time. But let's say all a prophet said. He said, but they will be ready for the translation at that time. They will be ready to go. In other words, amen, if they can put up with the persecution and they can put up with the criticism as they follow the pillar of fire, amen, on the morning of the rapture, there will not be enough persecution. There will not be enough criticism, amen, to defeat them, amen, from taking a rapture. I am not ashamed, amen, to be an adopted son identified by the return of the pillar of fire. I am a child of God by the promise of God. I am a seed of God by the grace of God. Amen. And if we are children, then we are heirs. Is this okay? And if we are heirs of God, then we are joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Can I say this? We are living in the season, amen, of moving from expectation into manifestation. In other words, we are not living in the season, Brother Tommy, when we're just preaching expectations. Come on now, we're not just here preaching expectation. We're literally living in the season where the expectations are becoming manifestations in the same service. In the same service, an expectation is becoming manifestation. Want me to prove it to you? A few years ago, I've been down at Brother Tim Pruitt's. A sister comes up for prayer and says, I want my, my brother who's run away from God to come back to God. In the very service she prayed for it was the very service that he wrecked his truck on the way to the house of God. Listen, we're not, oh God, we are living in a season where the rain is falling together. Come on, amen, and the seed is growing at the same time. The other day, amen, I hope this is okay. The other day I was out in Arkansas at Brother Matt Moore. Morris's church and brother Matt's a wonderful brother God God used him to raise up an assembly there in Black Rock Arkansas and he only had a vision on his heart amen to go out and get to go out and get a, a souls that had left the Lord and, and win new people to Christ you know and today there's a church sitting there about 120 people amen people just coming back to God you know well when I first went out there and preached brother Tom they had a bulletin board amen they started in a barn you know amen turned a barn into a church in a few days we're going to celebrate five years with them there amen but they had a bulletin board board out on the wall and there was all kinds of names on that bulletin board and while I would walk by but Jack I'd look at it and I'd see this I'd see David's name I'd see I'd see David Paul's name I'd see all these names on there amen of people they were desiring but then the other day I was preaching and it just hit me brother Tim amen what used to be an expectation David Paul and his family sitting there now what used to be an expectation amen all the kids they were praying for are sitting there you know what I realized I realized we're living in the season of the manifestation of the sons of God when the expectations are not just remaining in expectation form but there is an anointing that is coming in the house of God and it is a word anointing that is falling upon the seed of God and it's bringing the expectation into manifestation well I might as well say it if God can do it in Arkansas he can do it in Vancouver if God can do it in Arkansas he can do it in Germany he can do it in England he can do do it in Africa. He can do it in America because he's God and his power is unlimited. He will break down walls. He will open red seas. He will walk in the fiery furnace. He will clothe the mouths of lions. Amen. To see his seed come into manifestation. Hallelujah. And there won't be a devil big enough to stop it. 
now we might as well say it. We are waiting, he says, Romans 8, 19. The earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. I feel that devil pushing at me. It's too late. These eyes have already seen it. I'm not preaching about something I read in a book. I'm not preaching about something I heard in a sermon. These eyes have seen expectations become manifestations in the same service. A few years ago, I was down in South Carolina in a meeting, and there was a woman come up for prayer. Her husband was a deacon in the church. She come up for prayer. She said, my husband's left God, said he's backslid, said he's drinking, said he's running around on us, said we're about to lose everything. The babies are starving. Bills are stacking up. Said, I don't know what to do. And Brother Jewel Forney and I stood there in the prayer line, and we joined our faith, and we looked at her and began to pray. Amen. When we got done praying, Brother Jewel turned and looked at her. Y'all know Brother Jewel. He said, sister, she's going to come home. He's going to come home. Yeah. And then just like that and when brother Jules said that there was an anointing dropped in that building well we just kept on praying and kept on praying and brother Michael in just a few minutes I looked up amen and staggering through the back door amen come that woman's husband come them baby's daddy and he gave his heart back to God and I spoke to him in a service the other day are you all hearing me I'm not talking about a bunch of Pentecostal babies amen playing around with the gifts I'm talking about adoption authority has come to the church by the message of grace we are not under the law of confusion we have climbed to the top of the pyramid where the sons of God are being manifested hallelujah hallelujah you know what that word manifested means it means to be revealed so they're waiting for the sons to be revealed now can I just give you a quick can I give you can can I preach to you four parts on adoption in two minutes Adoption part two. He said we're living in the last days. We're at the top of the pyramid. It's in the days of the manifestation of the sons of God in the Bible. Adoption part three. He says but this is the day. This is the day of the manifestation of the sons of God. When the mysteries that's been hid since the foundation of the world is to be made known, this is the hour. Adoption part four. Now this may choke you, but did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? Did you know that which God said in Genesis 2? They were gods because they had full domain over the dominion of the world. He gave them dominion over all things, but he lost his godship. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain and Satan took it over but brother (laughs) oh bless the Lord but brother we are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God who will come back and take it over again waiting for the fullness of time when the pyramid gets up to the top when the full sons of God will be manifested when the power of God will walk out and will take every power that Satan's got away from him yes sir it belongs to him are you Y'all ready for this? Brother Bram said, we are waiting for what? The manifestation of the sons of God, part four. When true sons, are you ready for this? When true sons, amen. And he says, born sons, amen. Can I say this? You are the true sons. You are the born sons. See, that's why I said you got to whip that devil of whether I'm a son or not. If you're going to manifest adoption authority, you have got to come to a complete revelation that I know beyond the 
shadow of a doubt, beyond one speck of doubt, I know I'm a true son. I know I'm a born son. He said, when true sons and born sons, he said, and field sons. I like that. True sons, born sons, field sons, amen, will speak, amen, and their word is backed. He said, I believe we're on the border of it right now. Listen, friends, if we was on the border of it in 1960, I believe I'm speaking to a youth group today who is not standing on the border of adoption authority and looking at all the promises, looking at all the potentials, looking at all the things that God can do. I believe I'm talking to some Caleb's who have stayed underneath Joshua and they have endured hard days. They have endured trials. They have endured problems. They have endured situations. But by the grace of God, they have taken a step. Hallelujah. So I think it was Sister St. John. Amen. Sent me a note this morning. Amen. The Holy Ghost got a hold of her last night and she's just back there shouting and dancing. Amen. She said, I just took a step. Well, listen, friends, we are not coming to the land of authority. We are in the land of authority. It's time to put your walking shoes on and start walking through the land and see what you're heir to. Come on now, it's time to start walking around and seeing what you're heir to. Take that step. Now, amen, can I lay some word in here to you? Amen, in Matthew 21, the Bible said they were under the expectation of the manifested Son of God singular, right? Remember, they were all waiting for Jesus, the Son of God, the Word made flesh, to come riding into Jerusalem. That was one member of the body manifested in the Son of God. But according to Romans 8, we are under the expectation of the manifest sons so not the manifested son that's already happened we're under the expectation of the manifested sons which tells me when the adoption authority is released it will not be a public show now I might as well just go ahead and preach I'm this close to it hadn't I Amen. it will not be a one man ministry it will not be a one man show it will not be well I'm here it will not be I prayed I said I spoke I done I saw I preached I said it will not have the eye syndrome it will be a many membered body who will be collectively united under the headship of the word and together they will be tearing down cities they will be burning down cities come on Cloverdale Amen. Listen, I can put a thousand to flight. But if you join me, young man, we can put 10,000. And if you join me, we can put 20,000. Come on, church. Amen. What, what if we would lay aside all of our ideas? What if we lay aside all of our personalities? What if we lay aside I think, I feel, and just come back to the headship of the message of the hour and let a strength come in the church? We would tear down the devil's kingdom. We would overrun the cities of hell. Listen, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about him. So if we're going to testify, let's talk about him. If we're going to preach about something, let's preach about him and leave ourselves out of it. Well, I know where I'm at. Somebody say, well, should we not testify? Yes, we should testify. But when you get done testifying, make sure we know God was in the room and not just you. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Y'all boys big enough to be bodyguards. Brother Tim, I've heard some testimonies, and when they got done testifying, I actually wondered if God was even in the meeting. Because it's all about I and I. Amen. But listen, we're not about I, we're about He. 
So we're not here to build ourselves. As a matter of fact, we're here to tear ourselves down. Y'all remember Wednesday night? Get William Branham out of the picture and the word can move in. And he said the word can do more than William Branham can ever think about. Now I know where that devil will try to take that. I am not dismissing the seventh angel. I'm saying what he said. My flesh is the greatest enemy I got. But if I can get William Branham out of the way and the word of God can move into the church, it will do things that I can never do. He said, now listen, back there he was manifested in one member. Amen. But he is now manifesting God in a many-membered body. Can I say this? I believe that Jesus will return in a corporal flesh body someday. All believers believe that. Amen. The prodigal God said that's in the future. He said in the church age book, the presence of the Holy Spirit in this world instead of Jesus being here. Amen. Proves that Jesus was righteous and went to the Father. John 14. He said he sent the comforter. He was the comforter. He came back in spirit upon the true church. True sons. Born sons. Field sons. He is the faithful and true witness in the midst of the church. But one day, somebody say one day. Where's that future? Right? Right? One day, he's going to come back in flesh again. He will prove then who is the only wise potentate. It is he, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Now listen, that's the future, right? That's the overcomer. He is the overcomer. Amen. But that's in the future. So if, but, but, but what about right now? Well, God sent a prophet. And he said these words, my ministry is to declare him, he is here. Who is he? It's God. He is here. If he is here, present tense, then can I ask you this? Where is he? If he is here, present tense, then where is he? Listen, the prophet of God said the lamb was one creature and the dove was another creature. And when the dove and the lamb united together, amen, God was manifested in the flesh. So when the dove and the lamb united in Jesus, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you wanted to see Jesus, or you wanted to see the Father rather, when you saw Jesus, you saw the Father. Amen. Now that God is going to return in a corporal body to prove who is the only wise potentate. But church, that's in the future. But we're in the present. But a prophet said he's here then where is he I love the words of brother Branham he said and now he is manifested in your flesh by being adopted sons and daughters to the kingdom of God through the baptism of the Holy Ghost well let me say this he's not just coming he is here this morning in the heart in the flesh of the adopted children of God listen devil we whipped you we've overrode you we beat you down we've handcuffed you we have thrown you in the prison. We know who we are. We are the living, breathing, manifested expression of the almighty God in the age that we're living in. We are that super sign God manifested. In flesh. Brother Ram said, What is that super sign? Was the first man God ever come into? All that God was, he poured into Christ. Amen. Can we say this? All, all, all that God was. He poured, he emptied into Christ. 
Now let's go ahead and preach it the way some people preach it, okay? And some that Christ was, some of what Christ was, he poured into the church. Well, let me say this. We have come back to Ephesians where we will stand and say that's not what William Branham taught. He said all that God was, he poured into Christ. And all that Christ was, he has poured into his church. Listen, I am looking at the visible manifestation of the return of the presence of God. Listen, the overcomer is not in heaven this morning. He is in the flesh of the bride of Jesus Christ. Come on now. Amen. Hallelujah. He got in God. God in Jesus. Y'all have heard me preach it before, but it's here, so I'm going to say it again. Remember when Jesus went and delivered the maniac of Gadara? Brother Abraham said that devil ran in legion and fell down and worshipped him. He said when they fell down and worshipped him, Brother Abraham said he had never even been delivered yet. But those demons were religious. And I say it like this. Somewhere, almost when those devils looked up in that little frail body of a man called Jesus and they looked in those eyes, I can see them devils start backing up. I can see them start backing up and their knees start buckling and fear set in. You know what they're thinking? I've seen those eyes before. I've seen those eyes before. Come on, church. Them devils had seen those eyes before. Now, come on. Can I say it to you like this? Can I say this? It was a mystery to the devil how that God got in Jesus. It was a mystery to the devil how that God who kicked him out got into Jesus on the earth. Amen. But let me say this. He had just as much power when he kicked him out. Amen. In heaven, he had the same amount of power when the devil met him in flesh on the earth. Come on, church. When the devil saw him in heaven and Lucifer was kicked out, he was kicked out by the powerful God. But all that God was had now been poured into Christ. And when the devil looked into those eyes, he knew there was something in there. Amen. That had the same power that he saw in heaven. Well, can I tell you, hallelujah, I'm going to do a dance. Can I tell you why the devil, amen, is backing up to this church? It's because all that was in God and all that was in Christ has now gathered by the preaching of the message of the hour in the bride of Jesus Christ and the same authority that whipped him in the beginning, that whipped him on the earth, is in this building this morning and we can whip him again we can whip him again, there's some young ladies that can whip him, there's some young boys that can whip him hallelujah, I'm not a crazy man, I'm an adopted son of God with an authority on my life You say, where is that authority coming from? It's coming from the message. God got in Jesus. Jesus got in this bride. Now, y'all might as well just, y'all might as well just accept it. He's in you. Your flesh don't want to overcome, but it don't have a choice. Come on now. Your flesh didn't want to get out of bed this morning, but it didn't have a choice. Your flesh don't want to say amen right now, but it don't have a choice. Come on, preachers. Sometimes your flesh don't want to preach. Right, Tim? Sometimes your flesh don't want to get on a plane and travel hours, amen, into foreign countries and all kinds of hard conditions, amen, but your flesh don't have a choice. Come on, church. You know why? Because greater is he. Greater is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. Listen, we were born under the elements of the world, Galatians 4. But according to Ephesians 1, amen, we were predestinated unto the adoption of children. Now watch what a prophet says. Amen, can I, can I just say what Brother Bram said? Won't nobody get mad at me? Your adoption is not your birth. That's what a prophet said. Your adoption is not your birth. Your adoption is your placing. When we were born to the Spirit of God, we are sons of God, but we were predestinated. Now here, now listen to what the prophet says. Here's what I'm trying to get to you for this sons of the last day. See, we were predestinated unto adoption. Now this is what hurts Pentecost a little bit. They say, I got born again, praise the Lord. I got the Holy Ghost, fine, you're a child of God. But that ain't what I'm talking about. See, you were predestinated unto an adoption, and the adoption is a placing of a son. So listen, we're not just here trying to get you shouting and get you dancing and get you fired up. You're a son of God. You're a son of God. Come on, somebody shout. You're a son of God. Come on, somebody dance. You're, amen. There's a thousand UPCs doing that this morning. Amen. But when this message come, it come to birth you as a son, but it come to come as the spiritual leadership, as the tutorship of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To move you from the confusion of the shuck into the scene life again. Listen young people and the devil's scared to death of you. Well I'm going to preach or I'm going to bust. The devil is scared to death of you this morning. Amen because you're not a bunch of Pentecostal babies trying to jump up and down and trying to speak in tongues but you have been the recipients of the perfect interpretation of the word of God by divine vindication and there's one thing the devil can't whip. Brother Jim he can whip my feelings. He can whip my ideas. He can whip my sensation but when the word stands up Sister Ella, when the word stands up and takes a position in my life, the devil cannot whip the word. Well, let me say this. You have become the word. And if the devil couldn't whip the word in Jesus, he will not whip the word in this bride. Hear me, young man. If he couldn't whip it in Jesus, he won't whip it in you. If he couldn't whip it in Jesus, he won't whip it in you. Because all that was in God, he poured into Christ. And all that was in Christ... All that was in Christ, Brother Tom, has gathered in the elected overcomers of the cosmos. Somebody praise him this morning. Somebody worship him this morning. I'm talking about adoption. I'm talking about authority. I'm talking about revealed sons, true sons, born sons, field sons, speak sons. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a bride that'll tear down every enemy, will tear down every kingdom of hell by the word. Well, I'm here. Election goes with adoption. Elected overcomers of the age. Now, can I lay some more word into you? Election goes with adoption which positionally places you in your position. Somebody say this with me. Election goes with adoption, which positionally places me in my position. Election. I feel good this morning. Goes with adoption, 
which positionally places me in my position. You ready for this? And nothing can move me. Nothing. Brother Tim, nothing in the past, nothing in the present, or nothing in the future that is to come can move me. You know why? Because he that's already overcome the world has taken residency in my soul. So if you're going to move me, you got to move God. Hallelujah. If you're going to move this bride, you got to move God. And you can easier stop the sun than you can move this bride off of the promises of God in her life. Look what Paul says. He says, knowing this, brethren, beloved, that your election is of God. Brother said, how many believes? Amen. Can, can, I, can I? Oh, God. Can I say this to you? I love this scripture. 2 Peter 1.10. Put, put it in your arsenal. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. You say, Brother Andrew, why do you emphasize on preaching the message? Because Pentecostals choked on election. They choked on it. Now, come on, church. I preached in the Pentecostal church one time. One time. Well, I'll take that back. Sorry. Not one time they had me back, but it was, it was rough for the second time. I think they had a little grace out for me, you know. Shouting, dancing, running all over the place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's in the building. Glory to God. Let's play it again. Let's. Okay. Well, they is all shouting, Brother Tom. And I got up the pulpit, you know, and the pastor walks over. I, I won't touch you. The pastor. You're acting like Brother Ken. Amen. The pastor, he walks over and he says, now, young man, he says, it's good to have you here. He said, but you see all these alt- this altar's full and all these people speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost here. He said, God's done done his work. He said, so if you just want to close out, you can just close out and we can go home. God, the Holy Ghost already moved. I said, brother, you invited me here to preach. So if it's okay, I'm going to preach. Brother Tim, when I opened my Bible to Matthew 4 and begin to preach, Brother Murphy, on it is written, you would have thought somebody backed a fire truck in there and opened an ice-cold water hose and sprayed the entire church. That was the quietest bunch. I, I mean, they literally went from dancing and running, amen, to just sitting there and sleeping and walking out. And you know what I seen then? I seen that there is a difference in a Pentecostal age and a bride age. Amen. If you want to open a Pentecostal age, just get a hot guitar. If you want to open a Pentecostal age, just get a good hot sermon or a good a good good feeling amen and it'll shut the it'll it'll shut the bride down but if you want to open the bride if you want to get a shout out of this bride you open up the seventh seal you declare the third pool you declare the infinite mind of God and there'll be a shout that'll break out in the church there'll be a dance like David that'll break out in the house of God listen our revival don't stop when the music stops our revival begins when the word comes open when the word comes open hallelujah and some of you all can testify this morning that this is an unquenchable fire it's an unquenchable revival it burns when you feel good and it burns when you don't it burns when the church is full come on Coverdale I might as well preach I'm here amen the devil tried to shut the revival down in Cloverdale Bible way but I want to say the revival fire is burning stronger and greater today than it's ever burned before because it didn't come from a man it didn't come from a church it came from the word it's the unquenchable revival of the bride in the age she's living in glory to God this revival will not go out it'll change our bodies It'll change our bodies. 
I said it'll change our bodies. It'll change our bodies. They can criticize us if they want to, but it'll change our bodies. Hallelujah. We're not at the bottom. We've climbed to the top. Now, if you believe the Bible, you believe in election. Now, will you get mad at me if I say this? God set things in order by a prophet. Come on now. So to change the order set by a prophet is to challenge vindicated word. Now come on, church. We're not a bunch of babies. We've got to come to adoption. We have come to adoption, and the word is the adoption on the church. In other words, the prodigal God said, by his election and his foreknowledge. Somebody say foreknowledge. He sets those things in order. Look at 2 Peter 1, 2. The elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Now look at this word foreknowledge. It is the forethought. It is the pre-arrangement. Can I say this to you? Brother Ryan was singing that song, The Goodness of God. Amen. Can I say this? The goodness of God to the bride is the revelation of the foreknowledge of God, which positionally puts her in her position. Now, can I just go ahead and crush the devil while I'm here? There's nobody got a better chance than somebody else. Well, that was like a wet blanket. There's nobody got a better chance than somebody else. So get rid of that lie. Well, if I would have been born in this family, or if I'd have been raised in this home, or if my dad would have been an officer in the church, or if my mama would have been a, had a position in the church, then maybe I would have a little bit of favor. Come on, church. We're not a bunch of Pentecostal apostolic succession babies. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Our authority does not come from the position we hold in the church. It comes from the word. So you know what that tells me? Somebody told me one time, Brother Murphy, they said in the message, there's a bunch of crazy people. There's a bunch of weird people. They said some of the most odd people you run into is in the message. And you know what I said? I agree with you. I, I, I agreed with them. You say, why did you agree with them? Amen. Because we have a lot of people that are not normal to society. But you know what I say? I say there's a reason for that. And you know what that reason is, brother? It's because this message gives everybody a chance. Hello? Hello, this message gives heaven. It gives the poor a chance. It gives the rich a chance. It gives the black a chance. It gives the white a chance. It gives the, come on church. It gives the elders a chance. It gives the, it's a message of a second chance. Are y'all hearing me? Well, Brother Andrew, I wasn't born in a good home. Listen to the prophet in the calling of this time. The going out of this, I was born to a very humble parent, a very humble home. I have no education at all. When I made that remark a while ago about education, I wasn't trying to take crutches for my ignorance but what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say well go ahead and say it brother Branham that it doesn't take education to know God I'm coming back to last night in closing it doesn't take education to know God it takes a submissive heart to know God 
It don't take your family status. It don't take your education. It don't take your bank account. It takes a submissive heart to know God. He said, and I was raised poor. I was raised William Branham in an irreligious family. But from the very time I was born, something happened. It was not of my goodness. It was not of my parents' goodness. But by the foreknowledge of God. By the foreknowledge of God, he said, look, see, I don't know. He brought it. Who brought it? He brought it. Can we say that together? He brought it. He brought it. Can we say it again? He brought it. Can we change it a little bit? He brought me. He brought me. He said, I don't know why he done it. Do you ever just sit down and wonder why God chose you? Why God picked me? The millions that were lost on the night I was saved. But yet God chose me. God chose a poor, amen, illiterate country boy from the hills of East Tennessee in a broken home. Amen, all kinds of problems, all kinds of situations, all kinds of things. Amen, but let me say this. He said, I don't know why he did it, but here's why I guess he did it. It's to show that he can choose what he wishes to. I don't know why that he saved me, but I'm so glad he did. I don't know why he revealed this message to me, but I'm so glad he did. I don't know why he gave me the Holy Ghost, but as long as I got breath in my lungs and strength in my body, I'm going to praise the God from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. He didn't have to save me, but he did. He didn't have to heal me, but he did. He didn't have to deliver me but he did he didn't have to redeem me but he did he didn't have to show me the message but he did oh but I'm so glad that he looked beyond all my faults and saw my seed I don't know why he did it Tommy but I'm so glad he did Uh, I don't know why I don't know why he released me from the prisons of the world I was deserving of it but he did now, what are you getting at, preacher? Brother Bram said, I don't know why he did it, but I guess he did it to show he can do what he wishes to. Are you ready for this? Whether it come out of the Vatican City, whether it came out of the Vatican City, or it come out of the rubbish, he can make it. He can make it. He hath made us. And there are certain truths that we need to emphasize on. And one of those is, He hath made us. I'm preaching to you young people. He hath made us. I'm talking to you. He hath made us. Then who are you to question what he hath made for his good pleasure? Well, I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I'm too poor. I'm too rich. I'm too overlooked. Come on. I might as well go ahead and preach. I'm here. Throw all that trash out of the house of God. 
throw that garbage out of the house of God and let the supreme intelligence of the almighty God come into your life, come into your heart and you'll begin to say, devil, you can say what you want to. Amen. I am just too made of God. I'm just too made of God. I have been made from God. I have been ordained. Come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. It's time to come to victory. It's time to get some victory in your life. It's time to walk in victory. It's time to pray in victory. It's time to believe in victory. The battle is over. The curse is broken. The word is correct to the air. The message is in the church. The pillar of fire is here. The revelation has the preeminence. It's time to walk under adoption authority again. Am I going too long? How can I overcome? Look at the prophet. Jesus doesn't work his business haphazardly. He did not come to the earth and hope somebody would believe him. Can I read this to you? Can I read you a power pack quote? You believe it? He foresaw it for knowledge. He foreknew it. Therefore, he knew there was going to be a church called out without spot or wrinkle. And there had to be preparations made to save that church. So he sent Jesus. Not just perhaps somebody might be saved. But he knew, Brother Onus, he knew who would be saved. He would have a people called out. Can you give me that picture again? He would have a people called out. I am reading you a quote. Is it up there? I am reading you a quote from the prophet you see in that picture. Is that okay? Can I say what he said? He'd have a people called out. Can you receive what he said? Here it is. And you are they. You are they. That'll hit you about 12 o'clock tomorrow and you'll scare everybody to death at work. You are they. He would have a people that would believe in divine healing and would accept the stripes for their healing. And you are they. God knew it. He knew there would be unbelievers. He knew there would be a, he foreknew it. So therefore he would foresay it would be that way. And he foreknew that there would be somebody who would believe it. So he sent Jesus for those who would believe it. And here they are today. Here they are today. Can I close on this point? Here, here they are today. Here they are today. Gathered here at one spot to accept what God foreknew would take place. Glory to God. He gathered you by this message into one place. And that place is Christ. Amen. That you would bring to pass what he foreknew would take place. And you know what he foresaw you doing? He foresaw you putting your head, your foot on the head of that devil. He foresaw you believing this message. He foresaw you walking in peace. He foresaw you walking in victory. Listen, church. He knew this was going to happen. So we had a prophet come and say, Here they are you are they I don't think it was a coincidence brother Tim can we say this word they brother John they 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 no I'm not practicing a chant I'm preaching they they who are they 
Testing one, two. They. I want this to set in. Who are they? Who is me? They. I'm not a crazy man. Who are they? Me. Who is me? They. Who has made me? He. Who cannot defeat me? Him. Who cannot stop they? Him. Who cannot discourage them enough to quit? Him. Who will have their foot put on his head? Me. Will put my foot on his head because I'm in the Bible. Brother Michael, I found my place in the Bible. You know where my place is? And they overcame him. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I say this to you this morning? You are elected not to fall. You are elected not to fall. You are elected to overcome. You are elected to take a rapture. You are elected to believe this message. You are elected to claim the promises of God. You are elected to rejoice. You are elected to believe. You are elected to enjoy the presence of God. Come on, church. Step out. Amen. Step out of the confusion and step in. Step in to the supreme knowledge, the supreme revelation. We are they. Now, now I'll tell you why the devil don't want you to catch that. Is because the message of the hour is only to the elect. Can I say this? Only the elect can repent of their sins. Only the elect can resist the devil. Only the elect can receive the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. Only the elect can overcome. To him that overcometh. Can I say it to you like this? Overcometh means carry off the victory. Oh, can I say this? Sometimes the devil can impersonate the victory. And he will convince you you've won when you yourself know. Come on, church. When you yourself know there's some areas that you need to get some deeper revelation in. And he's overcoming you by feelings. Come on, church. A few years ago, there was a where I'm from, University of Tennessee. They had a they had a uh, they had a victory. They they were in the middle of a football game, and in the middle of a football game, they uh, they they actually got down near the end, and Tennessee scored a point or something happened, and anyhow, it was zero on the clock, and they begin to scream, "It's a miracle! It's a miracle victory! It's a miracle finish!" Of course, anytime Tennessee wins, it's a miracle. <laughs> But they, they begin to scream, it's a miracle, it's a victory, it's a miracle. Tennessee's won. They pulled it out, they won. And so everybody's out there jumping around and shouting and carrying on and going on. And, and they're really, you know, whoo, we won, we won. And I'm, I'm going to flip that statement I made to the negative. Now, sometimes the devil will come in and the devil will say, oh, glory to God, I've won, I've won. You've lost, you've lost. And he's having his victory and they're dumping Gatorade on the coach's head. And they're, they're jumping around having a good time. And then all of a sudden you look over in the corner and there's a guy and he's got a book in his hand. And he's got headphones on, on the, in the, in the, 
in the game. He's got headphones on, and he's looking there at the book, and he comes out on the court, on the field, and he turns on his microphone, and he says, uh, he makes an announcement. I don't know exactly how he says it, but something like this. He says, contrary to popular belief, he says, in the last play of the game, he said, the touchdown has been annulled. It's no good. Well, all of a sudden, they went from woo to boo. You know, boo, boo, boo. You know why? He said, well, I went and read the book. And he said, I made sure I got the right, I got the right call together before I come and called it. And he said, as I looked, he said, on the corner of the field, he said, Tennessee had one too many players. He said, so that forfeited their victory. He said, the other team won. Brother, I'd hate to be that guy. <laughs> I'd have had a hundred police around me walking in the locker room. But you know what happened? They thought they won. But they really lost. And you know what? The only way they knew that was somebody read the book. Somebody read the book. They went back and made sure that what the book said is what would have to be taken care of. And when they saw it in the book, they said it's not right. They cannot win. Well, let me just close by telling this devil, you think we won, you think we've lost and you've won. You've looked at all of our mistakes. You've looked at all of our bad days. You've gathered it all together, all of our hurts and all of our scars. You said we have won or we've lost and you've won. But I have a general Jesus. I had a oh glory to God. I had a general of all generals who sent the open book down to the seventh angel and he went in his room and he began to read the book and when it looked like the church lost he come out and said these words little bride you're on the winning side little bride you're on the winning side the devil is a liar brother Branham how do you know that I read the back of the book I read the back of the book and the back of the book said we get the victory the back of the book said we get the future home we get a right to the tree we get a new name we get the fruit of the tree we will sit at the marriage supper of the lamb Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's in here this morning. How can I overcome? How can I know I won? Can I give you two tapes to go home listening to when you leave this camp? How many will do it for me? You'll do it with me? Here it is. How can I overcome? First tape. I want you to sit down. It's okay, Brother Tom. I want you to sit down and take your Bible and your book and listen to it. How can I overcome? And when you finish that one, I want you to turn to this one. He that's in you. Two tapes. One's a question. The other's an answer. How can I overcome? He that's in you. Because the word of promise to every believer is 1 John 4, 4. And it says these words. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Little bride, you will have tribulation in the world, but the one that's in you is greater than the storm. Silas, he's greater than the storm. He's greater than the Laodicean age. The one that's in this bride is greater. Now, I can give it to you if you want me to. It's in the message. Vindicated word. A prophet's in a storm and the clouds are gathering and he says these words. This is why the devil hates you. He says these words. He says, I looked at him and said, when it begins to snow, you head for the camp. You take off as hard as you can because when the snow begins to fall, 
You with me? He said, it'll get so bad you can't see. So he goes up to Mount Baker. I mean, he goes up to the... He goes up on top of the mountain. And he looks, and there's the clouds, and the snow starts falling. I'm not going through all the story, but all this starts happening. Brother Timmy says these words. He says, something spoke to me and said, speak. True sons, born sons, field sons, third stage, fourth stage, speak sons. Justification made way for sanctification, made way for the baptism of the ghost, made way for the person, the word itself, to come back into the body in the perfection of the word. Speak. And he said, I spoke and the clouds backed up. The storm went away and the sun come out. He said, I picked up my gun to go back hunting. He said, and just, now, now he was coming to the close of Mount Baker. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching now, okay, dramatizing. He's coming to close of camp, and the word has just manifested itself in his presence. And the storm has broke. The sun has come out. Man, he's going back home. He's got the victory. He's going to listen to the message. He's going to read his Bible. Man, I'm going back. It's, it's a new day. I'm going back. I'm going back. I've got my old worldly friends, but I'm going back. You know, I got that old, I got that worldly boyfriend, that worldly girlfriend. You know, but I'm trying to win them, Brother Tom. Just give me some grace. I'm going to win them. No, they'll win you. Hello, somebody. Brother Bram said, an unbeliever and a believer should never marry under any circumstances. He said it. Let's get back to saying what he said. Get them one before you... Oh, God, I'm here. Get them one before you marry him and quit playing Jeopardy with your future. Is that okay? Going back, Brother Andrew, it's going to be different. But as he turns to walk away, a voice says, Hey... Why don't you come walk with me? I just stopped the storm for you. Come walk with me. I just brought the sun out at your word. Come walk with me. And he says these words, Lord, Lord, it would be the greatest thing I know of to walk with you. Are you hearing me? The one, oh God, the one that he had preached about, the one he had prayed to, has now come down and is in him speaking and wants him to walk. And Brother Murphy, as they started walking, you know what happened? He started changing. As they started walking, he started changing. He said, I looked down and he said, my beard wasn't gray no more. He said, I looked down, and he said, there was a deer, and she wasn't scared of me. He said, we were walking through virgin timber, which means it had never been touched. Are you hearing me? He was on a walk of victory. Come on, church. He was carrying off the victory. Well, let me leave you with this. It's time to start walking with this message again. Because as you walk with this message, it's going to change your body. It's going to change your body. It's going to change your body. And you're going to walk back into the Garden of Eden. How can I overcome? He, that's in you. Let our musicians come this morning. You have been elected. You have been elected. How many can say, God, let that revelation take preeminence in my heart? I have been elected. Elected. Oh, Brother Andrew, so and so don't think I'm elected. Oh, 
get in trouble. Half of America don't think Biden's elected and he goes to the White House every day. Cut this dreaming off, please. He gives a speech and people boo at him. But he still goes to the Oval Office and does something. Sorry. Are you hearing me? And that's a presidential election. That in a few days could be reversed. But there's enough strength in a presidential election that causes a man to think he's elected and to fulfill the duties. And you've got the election of God on you and you let a critical devil stop you from raising your hands. You let a critical devil stop you from saying God sent a prophet in your school. You're elected to this word. Stand on the revelation of your election and back every devil in the corner and don't let the devil move you another day from that revelation. When you get up on Monday and you don't feel God, say, I'm elected. When you go to school on Tuesday and don't feel God, say, I'm elected. When you go to church on Wednesday and the devil's bombarding your mind, well, you did this, you thought this, you said this, and you just left camp. You walk in the church on Wednesday night, sit down in your seat and say, devil, I'm elected. Whip that devil. Beat that devil down. Handcuff that devil and throw him in prison and override that devil. Walk into your domain and sit down and say, I'll have the flesh, sin, the world under my feet. I'm elected to overcome this age. You are elected to come to a complete victory. You were born defeated, but you got to come to victory some way. Can I tell you something, young people? As you study those two messages back to back, Brother Bram is going to equip you to overcome. And will will you remember this from Brother Andrew? Will you remember this? You're an overcomer regardless of what you have to overcome. Will you remember that? You are an overcomer regardless of what you have to overcome. Now, can I say this? Some days you're going to overcome by pressing. Some days you're going to be the pond lily. Right? Reverend Mr. Lily. And you're going to have to push. And you're going to have to press. And you're going to have to get in that word. And you're going to have to 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 fight back. You're going to have to press. Some days you're going to overcome by pressing. Some services, your, your victory is going to be the fact that you press beyond all kinds of things just to get in the house of God. Some days, say this with me. Some days I'm going to overcome by pressing. Other days you're going to overcome by surrendering. The baby putting the coat on. Pressing didn't work then. Are you hearing me? He was pressing, pressing, trying to put on press, press, press. But he wasn't overcoming. But when he recognized the unseen hand. 
was more steady than his. He didn't press against it. He surrendered to it and let the unseen hand take his hand and guide it. Just take his hand and just guide it right in the coat. Some days you're going to overcome by pressing. And some days you're going to overcome by surrendering. It's, it's, it's in the building this morning. The presence of God. Can I say this to you? Some of you all right now can come to a victory. Right this very minute. I see it on you by the word of God. I see it on you by the, by the message of the hour. You can come to a victory right now. By simply surrendering to what the word says you are. Why don't you play something for us, Brother Ryan? By simply surrendering to what the Word says you are. Brother Andrew, what does the Word say I am? The Word says I'm predestinated. The Word says I'm going to make it. The Word actually says I've already made it. The Word says I'm going in the rapture. The Word says I'm forgiven. The Word says I'm justified. The Word says it's as though I never even done it in the first place. The Word says that I am an heir of God and I'm a joint heir with Christ. Hallelujah. The Word says I am the beloved. I am His. And he is mine. You feel that strength coming in your heart right now? You know where that's coming from? That's coming from you surrendering to what the word said about you. I want you to bow your hearts with us this morning. The word says this morning, I am an overcomer. I wonder if there would be anybody here this morning could say, Brother Andrew, in this meeting this weekend, I can testify I have overcome by pressing. I've had to press beyond some things, had to press beyond some spirits, had to press beyond some doubt, press beyond some negativity, press beyond some, some issues or problems, whatever it is. Brother Andrew, I can testify that I'm an overcomer in these meetings. Because I've pressed. I've had to press. God bless you there. God bless you. Now, can I say this to you this morning? How many will say, Lord, I'm not just going to come to this meeting and press into this meeting as an overcomer. I'm going to leave this meeting as an overcomer. Now, you say, Brother Andrew, how can you say that? Now, you had to press to overcome to get to where you are right now in this meeting. You had to press over a lot of things and situations and mind battles and struggles and pressures and, and torments. All those things, you had to press through that lily. You had to press through that little lily. You had to press through all that to get up above all that to get in the presence of God. Oh, it's a beautiful picture here this morning. You had to press through all that. And when you finally got your head above all the muck and all the mire and all the all the all the all those things that was pressing you down, Brother Bram said that lily got in the presence of the sun. Now, when that lily got in the presence of the sun, 
the way that lily come to its full potentials was it surrendered to the son whose presence it was in. Now, young people, you've got victory here this morning by pressing over things to get above the muck, to get above the mire, to get above the mud, to get above the, 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 all the things there, all the elements. But now if you're going to keep this victory, if you're going to walk in this victory, if you're going to overcome, here's how you're going to do it. You're in His presence now. Now every day you're going to have to surrender to this Word. You're going to have to surrender to it. Ever head bowed, ever eye closed, how many can raise your hand and say, Brother Andrew, I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. Now, little Lily, there may come a day you get some more mud on you and some more muck and some more mire and you got to press again. But remember, you don't go in and out. But a Christian goes up and down. It's part of the Christian walk. But by the revelation that we are in Christ and He is in us, we shall overcome. Heavenly Father, Lord, I commit this young people into your hands today, Lord. Father, I thank you for the few days you've given us together to fellowship here around your word and to enjoy the things of God, to enjoy one another's company and fellowship. And Father, to be in a Holy Ghost atmosphere. Lord, I thank you for Cloverdale Bible Way. I thank you for the ministry here, Lord. Father, I thank you for the privilege that you've given me to stand behind this sacred desk once more, Lord, and to, in, and to preach this message with all that's within me, Lord, to these young people. Father, that they can surrender, Lord. They can surrender to the anointed word. They can surrender, O oh God, to the revelation that's been, that's been thoroughly vindicated, clearly identified by the pillar of fire through the voice of the seventh angel. Lord, may there not be one of us, dear God, that'll be missing on that day. May there not be a one of us, Lord, that'll start and not finish, Lord. May we ever one leave these meetings with with a greater determination, with a greater outlook, Lord. Father, I pray if, if the only thing that I've done this weekend by your help is to encourage these young people to get deeper in this message, I say thank you, Lord, for giving me the ability and grace to do it. Because, Lord, it's the only thing, hallelujah, it's the only thing I have to offer them that'll keep life in them. In the world, they'll have tribulation. But Lord, in you we'll have peace. We love you today, Father. Increase our courage, Lord. Increase the courage of these Caleb's here today, Lord. Increase their ability to endure. Lord, I didn't have time this morning to really break into it like I wanted to about Caleb. But Lord, think about Caleb. How many days he overcome by just enduring how many days did Caleb sit down? And it, the way he overcome, he didn't put his foot on the mountain. He didn't taste the grapes. He might have not even left his tent. But he sat there and sharpened his sword and said these words, I'm well able to take my mountain. Lord, he overcome every day by simply enduring by the spoken word of Moses. That's all he had, Lord. But he claimed that it's his inheritance. And he was elected to overcome. Give this crowd, this, this congregation grace today, Lord. Lord, maybe some of them here, they swing their sword every day. 
Maybe they swing it. Maybe some of these preachers, Lord, their arms are weary from swinging the sword. May you strengthen their arms. Maybe there's some young person here today and they say, well, Lord, I'm not like Brother Tom. I'm not like Brother Biscoe. I'm not like the men of God that swing their sword all the time. Lord, I just feel like I'm just insignificant. I feel like I just sit in my room and pray and read my Bible and listen to tapes and go to church. I'm not really seeing that much in my life. Oh, God, I pray today you would break that spirit over their minds. And may they see they're sharpening their sword every day for when you call them into battle. Thank you, Lord, for opening the book and reading the back of it to us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. I'm going to can say I love you, Lord. I bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young people, we got reservations. It's at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I'll see you there. <laughs> we'll sit down and talk about it, Brother Tom. We'll talk about the victories. We'll sit there and talk about the power of God. Young people, you got a spot in the throne. You're elected to take it. God bless you this morning. Fight the battle like never before. Persevere. Press on. Surrender all to the message of the hour. It's your ticket out of here. God bless you today, friends.
How great is he? What? I didn't hear you. I guess I'm getting deaf in my old age. How great has God been these last few days for you? He's been very great. Much victories. Many chains broken. Many delivered. And it's not just a mind over matter. It's a fact. And it isn't by the emotion whether you cried at the altar. It's how you believed when you said, Lord, deliver me. And, and it, it's so wonderful because I can say I never heard thunder. I never heard lightning. I never heard a voice. I was just a long-haired old university person come to a, an altar. Didn't know nothing, but Brother Bisco prayed. And here I am 47 years later. No thunder, no lightning, but I knew that God did an operation on the inside of the man. So don't, don't if, if you have it, that's great. It will come, don't you worry. You know me. I, mean, I hold my emotion on my cuffs half the time. But it, it's not emotion. It's by your faith. Now, how many believe that God did something for you? That's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at your, your little gray matter that, well, I think he did. You might as well realize, I know he did. So how many know that God did something for you? Then if God did something for you, it can never dwindle. God's a God of increase. Never decrease. So if God's dealt with you and you've said, yeah, Brother Tom, he really did deal with me, then your life in Christ will grow greater and greater and greater. Will you have a storm? That's the question. Will you have a storm? Of course you will. But every time there's a storm, whether it be scripture, whether in this message, a storm brought Jesus walking on the water. A storm, a storm, think about it. 
brought Elijah to a woman. A storm brought a prophet in this age to a woman whose son was in need. You say, well, the storm is bad. Who says it's bad? You tell me, who says it's bad? God is wanting to mold your character. So you go to this camp determined that God did something for me by your confession and by your testimony and by the blood of the lamb, you will conquer the devil. How do you know that so? Look at me. I'm nobody. Look at him. Look at him. Look around the room. We're not in the bar. We're here in the presence of God rejoicing because of the overcoming power of Christ. And all I know is there's more. And as I've heard the word from Wednesday to Friday to Saturday to Sunday, it's just given me an unquenchable desire. I'm, I'm up in age and up in years, but I just want more. And may the word of God encourage you as young ladies to put on more of Christ. You young men, put more of Christ. Be gentlemen as we took the morning service. Be, be in, men of integrity. That's what the word declares. We love you. Now I know the young people did a song. What's it called, Mike? I love to sing his praises. Can we have the choir come on up? And I don't know if it's a choir or just a group of people. A group of people. If you want to be a part of the group of people, come on up. If they empty up the whole junior or senior camp, come on up. Ethan, you weren't singing?
There's a place inside of my heart where a song of thanksgiving starts because of all of your goodness and the joy that you give. I will let my song fill the
My. So wonderful when Brother Glover was saying, He hath made us also individual and yet also special. You know, it used to be the day that uh, if you looked at the label when you bought something made in Canada, it was looked down upon. It had to be made in U.S. of A. Oh, if it was made in China. Oh, no, can't buy that. Can't buy it if it was made in Japan. You just couldn't buy it unless it was what approved by what society thought was the, the right maker. But I want to say, you who have been made in China, Russia, Germany, Canada, U.S. of A., you're priceless. Every one of you are priceless. Congo, Africa, Europe. It does not matter. Made in Russia. It doesn't matter. God hath made us. And God has put us together as a body. And I feel so, so privileged and honored to be able to work with Michael and Abigail, Joanne and I, to have these camp these many years. If the Lord should tarry, there'll be another group coming up. And may God have meetings like we've had continue to move in our lives. Take what you've heard this weekend. Maybe go over them. They're archived. In your own privacy of your own little room. Say, oh, I miss that. And I miss that. Lord, that's so sweet and so personal to me. I miss that. And may you go with a greater deposit of this lovely Lord Jesus that you heard over this weekend. We've come to, to the end. I, what, what, what do we say every time we think that brothers at work in the electronics it's way above my pay grade and there they are cameras sound systems to make it possible that we can even use a microphones streamed up to the kitchen I you were still in worship and I had the had the minister up changing I I I, I worshiped with you in the kitchen Thank you, brothers, that have worked so hard for that. Sisters and brothers in the kitchen, I'm always humbled when I see how they work so, so hard. I don't, I don't, I, I've been to a lot of camps in my life. A lot. And I've never ate food like we've had in this camp. Year after year, I have gained weight. And look at me now. <laughs> but I want to thank all the teams and all the areas that have, have worked. God bless you. And, and you will get your reward. Don't you worry. It won't be a, a kind word maybe over a pulpit where the ministers missed your name or missed you. But I know there's one that never missed you. You maybe waved your flag and the king never identified you. But he knows where you're at he never missed you and thank you Michael thank you Abigail thank you everyone for coming here this morning the word meant a lot to me it wasn't just surface if you'd watch how brother Glover would come and
could go in and dive down and then come up and for a little bit of air so that you could catch and go down. It was rich. It was wonderful. And I love Brother Andrew and I love his ministry. May God continue to use him and for whatever days or months that lay ahead. We have lunch for the campers. When is that ready, Mike? You want a couple of announcements? Okay, then why did you put me up here? <laughs> oh, my. Closing camp, the worst part of camp. If there can be a, part, a bad part of camp, it's definitely the close of it. Because I know it's... Uh, it's just a difficult part when we to leave the presence of the Lord and have to come off the mountain a little bit and go back to the valley, quite figure, quite literally. But uh, it's been a wonderful time, hasn't it? I, I told my wife, I said, I feel just sometimes closing the service and you're singing up here and the different ones are praying. I say, I feel a little bit shortchanged sometimes because I, I want to, I, I, I don't see what's Maybe the Lord's moving to different areas, and so you get the feedback. That's why we have a testimony service. It's actually for me <laughs> to find out what God did, because uh, you missed some of it. I just want to hear what God did. And I know so many other ones, as Brother Tom just mentioned, the ones in the kitchen and those that are laboring in different areas, and Sister Karen, Brother Tom, Sister Kim, and the whole team up there. Brother Andrew said to me, he said, usually camps we have unidentifiable meat. I said, well, he said, I've never seen salmon at camp. <laughs> I said, welcome to the West Coast. But it's been just, uh, I know there's many meetings and many, so many hours spent trying to prepare for these weekends that I know most don't know about. But it's, uh, actually, I should say most do know about because it's such a body effort here. So many people are involved. It's a huge, huge group effort. And I just thank you, counselors, each one that willing to be here every late night's Actually, you know what? I think it, for me, from my perspective, campers, it was actually probably one of the calmest, just uh, type camps I've, I've had, we've had, if I could just put it that way. Maybe it's because we weren't going up and down a mountain to skiing and all that kind of thing. The Lord had a reason for that. Amen. He had a reason for that. And so we can walk away knowing he had everything under control. A couple little announcements here as we just come to the, the tail end here. Um, For the, for the food this afternoon, we're doing, this is the last service in this chapel with this carpet. I was waiting to hear glory, hallelujah. <laughs> my, uh, you know, my wife said, she says, I, I, you know, many tears, many burdens, many prayers have been placed here. And, uh. The Lord's given us the opportunity to change it. It's uh, long overdue. And so we're going to be utilizing every strong, able back, specifically the younger ones. Uh, we're going to tear this out in lightning speed after we leave here today. Um, we've done a couple test pulls, and it seems to be pretty easy. So I imagine with the manpower we have in here, we'd have about 50 man hours done in about five minutes. So we're going to do that uh, as the service ends. And uh, I'd like all the young brothers, uh, you're going to be first up in line if you can go straight to lunch. And you're going to eat and change, and we're going to come back here, okay? And in that time, then the campers, please, you can go right behind them. Um, 
I need you to be very prompt. Don't delay. We have others here that have come on grounds that are wanting to eat as well. And so they're going to come in after the campers. If campers, you're lingering and nobody's in the line there, we're just going to allow the, the, all the other brothers and sisters that come up to, uh, to the service to jump in line as well. And you'll just have to tag on to the back end of the line. Uh, this, the brothers and sisters up there will just manage the, uh, the pace of that. There might be just a little bit of a, a break between campers and, and everyone else just to kind of reset and go. So that'll, that'll take place. I'm just looking for my wife. If there's any specific time, I think it'll just be following the service here. It'll be fine. Uh, for the cabins, please, please, please. Well, just it's your, you'll have to come up and clean it again if it's not clean today. And I know so many of you are part of that, and I thank everyone that does help clean the camp. Um, but we don't want to do double duty, so let's do that all today if you can. Campers and, and counselors, please be very vigilant. You know where all the items are in the, in the uh, garage there. And just make sure that's really good. I know there's a couple of select cabins that uh, need a nudge. Uh, some up in the older realms need to just make sure it's real spotless, please. <laughs> All right. And uh, just make sure everything is real clean. We have a couple other camps coming in in a few weeks ahead, so we want to be ready for that. Amen. Don't think I... Brother Andrew preached a lot and pointed us to this message over and over and over again. Did everybody catch that? And I just, I want to... I just was thinking about that a little bit, and I was just writing a few little notes here as we would close, and I, th I just wanted to, I wanted to thank, I know Brother Bisco would be, would be listening, and I just wanted to thank him so, with all my heart for the vision he had. That's a, it's a big, it's a big vision to, you know, back in 207 when we bought the camp and the different brothers involved, and to see the long-range vision to bring us to this point here where some of you probably weren't even, maybe weren't even born or just being born and uh, you're benefiting from the vision that Brother Ed had there and we wouldn't be here without it and I thought this church Brother Biscoll, Brother Andrew if I could echo it and you probably aren't even hearing me but this is a message church this is a message church you can preach the message morning, noon and night and I can tell you this church is going to respond with a resounding amen every single time I thought Lord I'm so thankful I can if I was in Noah's day I'd be identified with Noah if I was in Elijah's day I'd be identified with Elijah if I was a John the Baptist I'd be identified with John the Baptist but I'm in this day and I'm identified with the messenger that brought a message for this hour to get me out of here that's my identification and I am proud of it I pray we can walk out of here, my goodness, digging deeper into what God has given us in this for this last moments of time. And I have many notes, and I'm not going to preach. We're going to close, and I'll maybe just hand it back to Brother Tom. You want to close? All right, we'll close. I pray. All right. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful tonight. This afternoon here, as we would close this little camp service, these camp meetings, they go by too quickly. Seems, Lord, like we just stepped onto these grounds just a few hours ago, but Lord, you've moved and you've given us these few short moments, it would seem, in your presence. And Lord, as 
Lord, we've spoken and we've prayed. Lord, we just wouldn't, we want to constrain you. Don't leave because we, we've wanted to hold on to these minutes of, of these meetings, Lord, just a little longer. Lord, just, just can we stay in your presence a little longer as those would have lingered in the services and the after service because our heart, Lord, so desires to be in the presence of our King, the presence of our Lord and our Savior. And so, Lord, these are precious moments that we want to thank you for. Lord, that we would go from here not just impacted for the moment as we heard last night, but an everlasting victory that would go and continue from camp to camp, from service to service, from school day to school day. Lord, an experience that lasts forevermore. Lord, there's examples of before us that we've, Lord, we've raised hands and the different ones have seen the lives. Lord, this is our, Lord, this is what you've given us, Lord. This is our victory. This is what you provided this word for so that we don't have an up, Lord, an, an emotional experience, but Lord, something that holds holds us to the day of our redemption lord i pray you take each young person lord my i wrote some notes down i was just pondering what brother andrew was speaking about the bolton board there in that little barn lord converted to a church and i thought of our own little bolton board lord and Lord, I just thought, my, I do indeed, as it's been quoted, I hear the abundance of rain. Lord, if you just brought that across the pulpit to shoot and inspire us, oh God, the faith that we need. We got our own little Bolton board that, Lord, there's many names on it, Lord. May our young people, Lord, as the foundation of this church started back in the 1970s with a small group of young people going to a school, Lord, and, and preaching and, and sharing the gospel and living a life. May, Lord, this circle continue now around and another group of young Young people continue the vision go to their schools go to their jobs lord there's names on that board that they're connected to may they have a boldness oh god as we heard this morning to go out and speak this message to them share the gospel with them may there be a courage and a boldness i pray lord to share what god did for them not to hide it as the little song would be saying hide it under a bushel we would cry out, no, we're going to let our little light shine, Lord. Whatever last little moments of time we have left, let our light so shine among men, we pray. Lord, we dismiss your people from this little place, this service, this camp time. And Lord, go with us, go with us now this, these next coming months ahead. And may your glory, Lord, be expressed through our lives, we pray. We thank you. Strengthen our brother Andrew, Lord. Labored, Lord, and ministered, Lord. We've pulled... We came with great expectation, and Lord, you never shortchange. Oh, God, what a bountiful outpouring of your word that you gave us these last few days. I pray you pour into Brother Andrew. Lord, you know his needs. You know his burdens. You know his desires, Lord. May the people here, as we've all pulled, Lord, from him, may we all now, Lord, lift him up, oh God, into your presence this morning, that you would strengthen the servant. Lord, going from weekend to weekend to weekend, traveling here and there, the toil on the body, I pray, oh God, there's a supernatural, Lord, strength that in fuses him an injection of your spirit so so with such strength and potency lord that he would be renewed lord in, in just a speedy time and you'd continue to use him for your glory and honor we pray so now we close we dismiss in the name of our lord jesus christ may the king of glory lord go with each and every one we pray in jesus christ's name amen amen so then as we leave and you shake hands with one another we just sing, we've been made more than conquerors. Can we sing that together now? You just, you're dismissed. Shake each one, one another's hands. Tell them how much you enjoyed the weekend. Start the testimony service right in your pew. We've been made more than conquerors. And 
and overcomers in this life. Oh, we've been made victorious. God bless you. God be with you. Overcomers in 